Hi. <laughs> I'd like to share just a, a little slice of my own story. Uh, it's an epic slice, though. I was in a season of darkness, uh, kind of a long season of darkness, several years ago. If you're a follower of Jesus, you probably know what that's like, uh, because that comes with the territory. This one was brought on uh, by the usual suspects. You probably can relate. Um, there are some major health concerns in our family that were stressful that then led to financial stress. I had some really profound professional disappointments at, during the same time, combined with some relational breaks amongst our friendships. And the whole thing felt like a heavy load on my back that I could not get out from underneath. And I couldn't hide it either. The people around me knew that I was struggling. But into that little season of darkness that I was trying to move through came some light. Uh, one day I went to our mailbox, and inside the mailbox was this little box. Uh, it had my name carefully typed out, taped onto the box, no return address, no postage, no nothing. Obviously somebody had put it in the, in the mailbox. So I opened it up, and inside were a couple of things. First was this little character, cartoon character, Phineas, from Phineas and Ferb. It's a cartoon that my daughter, my, at the time she was nine, we, we would watch it all the time together. And my dirty little secret was I love this cartoon. It wasn't just that I was trying to be with my daughter. And uh, so I got this little character, Phineas, and then this laminated uh, scripture passage of encouragement. And instantly I knew, you know, somebody had gone to a lot of effort and intentionally been mysterious to try to encourage me. And so I took the box inside and I showed my family. I said, can you believe this? Who do you think could have done this? And it instantly magnetized my whole family. We, most of our meal conversations together were spent trying to figure out who this could have been. And we went through the usual suspects and I'd even ask some of these people and I'd just get blank stares in return and I knew it wasn't them. And this wasn't, as it turned out, to be a, a one-time occurrence. It happened every single week for seven weeks. A new character, a new little laminated scripture passage or word of encouragement, till I had all seven of these characters that had been given to me, along with little notes of encouragement. You can see up on the screen what these characters look like. This progressed every week for seven weeks. I could never get a bead on who was doing this. And all the time, I acted the part of a guy who was being incredibly encouraged. But my dirty little secret was, it hadn't moved the needle at all in my soul. And I was embarrassed, I could say even ashamed, that nothing had impacted me when somebody had gone to such great effort to, move my, to encourage me and move my heart. So I hid the fact that it wasn't doing anything. On the seventh week, I went to the mailbox, and uh, there wasn't a box. There was simply this letter in an envelope. I'd like to read it, part of it to you. Dear Rick, sadly, there are going to be no more Phineas and Ferb characters coming in the mail. We hope they gave you a lot of encouragement and helped you keep going. We hope you had as much fun with it as we did. We all need a little mystery in our lives. By doing this, we just wanted to let you know that we care about you and that we believe in you. And God is watching out for you and always knows best. If you fully rely on him, you will have nothing to worry about. Even though we won't be sending any more verses, we want to we want you to keep going and to enjoy every moment of your life. You are such an amazing person who has affected so many other lives. Don't forget that. We still can't believe you haven't figured out it's us yet. We really thought it would be harder to fool you. Because you seem so interested in knowing who we are, we'll give you one more chance to find out. 
Once you get this letter, we'll give you 24 hours to figure out who we are. We promise we'll tell the truth. The only rules to this game are you cannot ask other people's opinions. You have to figure this out without the help of others. If you don't guess correctly in 24 hours, we will never reveal ourselves. <laughs> we really do mean it. The clue we'll give you is this. The second person involved has never successfully kept a secret until now. He or she rose to the occasion. Again, we hope you had a lot of fun and now have many funny stories to tell. Good luck, keep going, and enjoy life. There's a verse down below. It's a little long, but it's really encouraging. Sincerely, unanimous. Unanimous? I think they meant anonymous. <laughs> so there wasn't much I could take from this to try to figure out who this was because I was, all of my bullets were spent. I had no idea who could have pulled this off and would have been so well-spoken even in this letter. So I went inside, I was in my home office, I was talking to my wife about this. On the side was my nine-year-old daughter, Emma, doing her homework. I just, just because I was so frustrated, I said, Emma, you're not the Phineas and Ferb bandit, are you? There was a little pause. <laughs> I kind of swiveled around in my chair. She had a tiny little, almost imperceptible grin on her face. And I thought, oh my gosh. I said, Emma, no. She said, no, 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 Dad, it wasn't me. But I knew. And I ran out the front door, left it open. My daughter, my older daughter, who was 13 at the time, was due to get off the bus. I ran to the bus stop. The bus was broken down. So I ran back, got in our car, drove down the street, picked up my daughter. I said, girls, you're the Phineas and Ferb bandits, aren't you? But first, my older daughter said, no, of course not, Dad. By the time we got to a restaurant, I said, we're going to eat. I know it's 4.30, but we're going to eat. We sat in a booth, they admitted everything. They laid out the entire story for me. I couldn't believe they had gone to such effort. And I said, how did you laminate scripture passages? And Lucy said, uh, dad, it's two pieces of tape on a piece of paper like that. <laughs> Here's the deal. The message had not penetrated my darkness. But as soon as I discovered who had been doing this, I couldn't stop crying. I cried all the way through dinner. I cried all that night. And in the midst of all of this, I realized something had penetrated me. And I was reminded of a quote by Marshall McLuhan, a great media thinker. He said, the medium is the message. And that is so true with Jesus. You know, we study the Bible to learn about the teachings of Jesus. But there's another way to study the Bible to get to know the heart of the messenger. The medium truly is the message with Jesus. It would be like um, if, if, uh, I, if you or I was suddenly invited downtown to go to a special cooking class where the, where the mystery chef was a celebrity. And so you're with other people and you're kind of buzzing, who could it be? And out walks Oprah Winfrey. And you go, oh my gosh, Oprah Winfrey is going to lead our cooking class. And you go through a two hour class and at the end of it, she walks up to you and she says, you know, I really enjoyed our interactions. Would you like to have coffee with me? And we responded by saying, uh, not so much, but I super love your recipes. Could I have some more of those? <laughs> you know, the message of Jesus is incredibly beautiful. The only thing that could possibly overshadow his message is him himself. Jesus is far more beautiful than his message. Jesus is inviting us into something deep and intimate. That's why he used language like bride and bridegroom, eat my body, drink my blood. 
Um, I am in you, you're in me, deeply intimate invitations. We have to ask ourselves, are we more interested in the promise of the Christian life or this invitation from Jesus to come and be his lover? Because the language Jesus uses is not the language of the boardroom, it's the language of the bedroom. And when he invites us to eat of him and drink of him, down to my toes, what I long to live my life with is sort of a napkin stuffed in my collar and some Jesus smeared all over my face. (laughs) Because Jesus is the medium and he far surpasses the message of that medium. Thank you.